Dr. Arthur Perry. He's one of the top plastic surgeons. He's got offices in Manhattan, New Jersey. You know, and he's been doing a show here on WOR for years and years and years. Very uh, popular show and a great plastic surgeon. Everybody has questions on this subject, so uh, he's the guy to ask. Dr. Arthur Perry. Don, the public wants to know. The public doesn't give a damn. <laughs> and I went to his office, and I said, mm. I said, look at my face. And he goes, yeah, look at your face. We're going to do with your face. What can you do with his face? I go like that. I swear to God. I go, look at this. I'm getting old. Like I said, I want to maybe you could fix it up a little bit. Dr. Oz, are you there? I'm here, Arthur, and I want to again applaud you, having worked with you on a book and numerous other activities. You want to talk to Arthur Perry? The best in plastic surgery. Remarkable knowledge, but also your grace at delivering content, which is why it's been a blessing to have you on my show so many times. When I was a resident at the University of Chicago, we had a... That means you're smart. As a really, really gifted physician, uh, I want to pay you the, the highest tribute I can give to a surgeon, which is when people come to you, they don't come for an operation, they come for an opinion. And that's why I trust you with my uh, friends and relatives. I didn't realize we were going to get the Michael Jordan of plastic surgeon. 90210 bows to this guy. And welcome. This is board certified plastic surgeon Dr. Arthur Perry, and I'm sitting here in the Hamptons with Susan Warner. Susan Warner's back. We are back this week for a live show, and I hope you're all having a great weekend. It is truly it's glorious. Summer. It's summer. It's glorious. Yeah. Yep, it really is. So uh, this is the plastic surgery show here on WOR. I'm board certified plastic surgeon Dr. Arthur Perry. So Susan Warner is my co-host for uh, over a year now. She's uh, uh, going to be earning a paycheck for the very first time this week. Uh, <laughs> you fib. <laughs> no, no, you get paid for this. But uh, all right. So uh, today we've got so much to talk about, Susan. So much. What are to we going to talk about today? We are going to talk about the biggest bang for your buck procedures. Always good in plastic surgery. I do that about once a year. So we're going to talk about that. There's a new procedure out, Susan. For puffs, let me see you. Mm, yeah, little <laughs> puffs around the mouth. You know, they're a problem. We're going to talk about that new procedure. There is something old that is new again, and that's a a kind of a new procedure for peeling uh, dark circles under the eyes. We talked a little bit about the different methods uh, a couple weeks ago, but we're going to talk again because there's a new publication. And if we have time, we'll talk a little bit about breast implants and the lymphoma risk of breast implants. We've talked about that before, but there's a new recommendation now. So we've got so much to talk about. We're giving away bars of what? Bars of well, we soap. only have one bar, right? Clean time soap. Clean time soap is uh, you the know, best you soap us, on the market. It really is. And if you give us a call and have a question for me, we're going to send you home with a bar of clean time soap, which my patients have told me they replace their shampoo with clean time soap. My patients tell me, yes, it's true. Makeup Susan's remover. Makeup remover. Yeah. And uh, you can use it on your body. You can use it on your children because uh, there are no endocrine disruptors in my my soap and it's the right ph it's the best soap on earth with three patents to protect it it is really a great soap so if you haven't tried it yet now's your time we were out of stock for a long time but we've got it in stock now so we're going to uh, be giving away bars of clean time soap to callers today and by the way you know tomorrow's mother's day this is a live show uh we had a special last week which was wildly popular uh i mean Thousands and thousands of people placed orders. It's, mm -hmm. It was orders amazing. Were incredible. Yeah. And actually, because it's Mother's Day, we stopped it because we wanted everyone to get their order for tomorrow. But for my listeners, for you out there, Mother's Day 23 code, if you use it, Mother's Day 23, it's going to get you 10% off mm, all the stock products. Stock up on that soap. Yep. So you won't get it for tomorrow. 
because we don't deliver on Sundays. Buy it as a gift for yourself. Buy it as a gift or for your mother and give it to her late. Mm-hmm. Or yourself. Or yourself. Or uh, or you could even save up for Christmas presents. But all right. So Mother's Day 23 is the code. Gets you 10% off. Go to drperrys.com. All right. So uh, we were off last week, but we did uh, run a great rerun. I hope you enjoyed it. But you can give us a call today. And the phone number at WOR is 800 800- Three two one zero seven ten eight hundred three two one zero seven ten. If this if this is the very first time you're listening to this show, if you're driving from Los Angeles to San Diego, right? If you're doing that, and you're in the car, you're in the Uber, and this is the first time you've ever listened to the show. Who am I? I'm a board certified plastic surgeon. I trained at Harvard, Cornell, and the University of Chicago. I teach at Columbia and Rutgers. I'm an adjunct associate professor at Columbia and a clinical associate professor at Rutgers. And my co-host, Susan, is a journalist by trade. She's a, an independent college counselor. And and I think, you know, I'm going to get her an MD one way or another. <laughs> I because, think I have one. Oh, yeah. She's, uh, she's quite an astute clinician, and she's got her own podcast. What is it, Susan? Susan is Suddenly Single. And one came out last week. It did, and there's one coming out uh, Monday. Monday. So if you haven't listened to Susan, it is an incredible, sometimes you cry, sometimes you laugh, Mm -hmm. but it is... Usually hits home. Yeah, it is a great podcast, and uh, I want you to listen. So uh, you can get my podcast. This, This is a radio show, but it also becomes a podcast. You should subscribe to mine and Susan's. Susan is suddenly single. You can go to Susan's website, which is Susan S. Right? They're all there. They're all there. All her her previous, we don't want to say old podcasts because they never get old. 24 of her podcasts. Mm-hmm. And you know how many podcasts, you know, Noah knows. We've been doing this show. I've done well in the thousands of radio shows on WOR. Uh, but I've posted, I guess, 250 wow. on, uh, you know, Apple, Apple podcasts and wow. iHeart podcasts. Uh, so you can uh, you can go to those 250. And I think I reached a milestone. Was it something a, a million downloads? Was that Mm-mm. what was that? I think it was maybe, 10 million. Something. It was yeah. an amazing number. So thank you for listening to me. Uh, but give us a call tonight. 800-321-0710. So what do you want to start with, Susan? I'm going to leave this to you. Remember the day let's, that let's start with when the, you were the host? April Fool's. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, what What do you want to talk about? Let's start with the puffs. That's pretty relevant. Okay, the puffs. It really. So what am I talking about? Look in the mirror, not while you're driving, please. Look in the mirror, okay, and you see if you're over 50, you've got a little puff. So you have your nasolabial fold, right? That's the line, the crease that goes from the corner of your nose to the corner of your mouth. Okay, that's the nasolabial fold. Just... Below that, and a little to the side, closer to your ear, there's a little tiny puff that is not so little in a lot of women. And it's been a real problem. Because, I've noticed that on people, and I never knew what to do with it. Yeah, they're called, I call them, I've always called them puffs. Uh, but the official name is the perioral mound. Okay. The perioral mound. Okay. So uh, I have done facelifts to get rid of those. I have done lasers. I've done Althera. And you know what? They're very, very difficult to get rid of. My chief at the University of Chicago used to call those the parachute area of the face because even if you pull on them, just like pulling on a parachute, you can never fully flatten that parachute. And you can't get rid of those mounds. We can only make them a little better. So finally, 
Susan, and mm-hmm. I'm sure you read the Aesthetic Surgery Journal like I do every month. Uh, a new procedure out of China. Out of China. It was an excellent uh, publication. First, they did a cadaver study, so they dissected these puffs and cadavers, and then they figured out the best way to approach these is with micro liposuction, micro liposuction. It must be a really little movement. Little <laughs> tiny, these little tiny, you know, when I, uh, I can remove p- many pounds of fat from your, not your thighs, you have little tiny thighs, but many women have, you know, we have to be politically correct. They have a lot of fat around their thighs and their belly and I remove pounds. Well, here we're removing an average of two milliliters. That's a crazy. How do you know grams. when to start and stop? And well, that's why they pay us the big bucks, right? <laughs> no, seriously, you know, the, with uh, with the the aesthetic judgment of a plastic surgeon, I can make a little tiny incision, a, a really small incision, like a couple millimeters long. I can infiltrate with lidocaine and then remove just a teeny tiny, that's a technical term, teeny, tiny. a teeny tiny amount of fat, just enough. You know, in plastic surgery, we always say it's the Goldilocks principle, right? Mm-hmm. You know, not too much, not too little, but just enough because, well, I'll tell you, I was doing a blepharoplasty this week and I was teaching the resident how to do the blepharoplasty and I said, you know, if you're a... Tell people what that is. A, I'm sorry, thank you. That's why I have Susan here. A blepharoplasty is an eyelid lift. Right. So Eyelids. I did all four lids, the upper lids and the lower lids, and and I enjoy teaching the residents. So we had one of the Rutgers residents with me uh, this week, and I teach him the fundamentals, how to do it, uh, how to remove the skin, how to remove the fat. And one thing that is very difficult to teach, I always say, you can't teach ethics. Your mother has to do that. And it's, That's true. it's very difficult to teach artistry the artistry of plastic surgery. So we can teach resident, you can teach medicine, I can teach you how to take care of particular illnesses, I can teach you fundamental techniques in operating, how to stop bleeding, how to make incisions, things like that. But the artistry, that's where it's really difficult because when when we do an eyelid lift, there's a lot of fat that I take out or I can take out and I know just how much to, how much to take out so I don't take out too much and give you a sunken in appearance or leave some and you say you didn't take enough, right? Mm-hmm. And the same thing with these little puffs, these little tiny puffs of fat. Are I, you looking forward to doing that procedure? I am looking forward to it. So I have, based on these new procedures, you know, I've done micro liposuction before. I've done it in various parts of the face. Some people have this little collection of fat in front of their ears. And, uh, you know, I use little tiny canyon. <laughs> she's, she's making the little little tiny uh, gesture here. But very, very small. These one and two millimeter diameter cannulas. Cannulas are tubes with holes in them. And we put a little suction on them. And I go back and forth, break up the fat and suction it out. And voila, the conclusion of this paper was that this is the best way. This is the best way. And we could actually decrease the thickness of that fat, and they measured it. They measured it with ultrasound. Uh, actually, they measured it with MRIs. I don't recommend it. Uh, we're not going to do that for our patients. But in this particular study, they used MRIs to measure. After removing two milliliter of, uh, milliliters of fat, they could reduce the thickness of fat by something like three and a half millimeters. Is there a scar? Mm, tiny scar, you know, but hard to see. The the, you know, let me look at your face, Susan. Yeah, I could place a scar. Yeah, we can always find a little crease or a wrinkle to place that scar in. So so micro liposuction 
And I imagine on Monday, a lot of you are going to be calling my office because you're going to look in the mirror and say, what do you have for this? And in the past, I've said, well, we can Althera it, but it really doesn't work all that well. We can laser it, but it really doesn't work all that well. We can do a facelift, but that's a long run for a short gain. So now with this new procedure, which is an office procedure, just under local anesthesia, drive yourself in, drive yourself home, and voila. That's in, great. A, in about three days, the swelling is down enough so that you can see the difference. That's great. There'll be some bruising, but that's what makeup is for. Mm-hmm. All right. I'm board-certified plastic surgeon, Dr. I can't even pronounce my name, Dr. Arthur Perry, host of What's Your Wrinkle for 18 years, on, coming up to 18 years, Noah, on WOR. We're going to take a short break. When we come back, Susan, we're going to talk about, we're having a little special in the office for Daxify. Oh, let's talk about that. Yeah, we'll talk about that when we come back. 800-321-0710. We'll be back after these words. What do you want from your skincare? I know what you want. You want products that actually do what they're supposed to do. And you want skincare that's simple to use. You want skincare that's non-toxic. I'm plastic surgeon Dr. Arthur Perry, and I've created exactly that. Great skincare with effective ingredients, inexpensive, and easy to use. And to look great, you only need four products. I've got daytime SPF 20 skin protector. That's your foundation. I've got a moisturizer and a nighttime serum that contains vitamin C and A, fruit acid, antioxidants and skin brighteners and once you've used my clean time soap well you're never going to be able to go back to the cleansers that have been harming your skin for years i want everyone to try my products so for a limited time i'm giving wor listeners 20 percent off go to drperrys.com that's d-r-p-e-r-r-y-s.com or give us a call at 844 dr perry use the wor 21 code for the discount to learn more listen every saturday evening at 6 p.m right here on on WOR. You're listening to What's Your Wrinkle with Dr. Arthur Perry. What's your wrinkle? And what is your wrinkle? I'm board certified plastic surgeon Dr. Arthur Perry sitting here in the Hamptons with Susan Warner, my trusty co-host. Susan, what do you want to talk about next? Hmm. Should we talk about, about bang for your buck? Well, wait a minute. Oh, well, we're going to do that. But oh, okay. we did. We teased the Daxify. Oh, Daxify, right. Yeah, yeah. I, so, want, I want this special. I'll sign up for this. Okay. You want to sign up for that? Mm-hmm. So what is Daxify? So I've been talking about Daxify for years now. It was FDA approved several months ago, and my office was one of the early ones to get Daxify. So we've been uh, doing it now for about a month in the office. Uh, what is Daxify? So it's a botulinum toxin, and that's a fancy word. It's a Botox, but it's not Botox because that's a different company and it's a different brand. You know, I say that Botox, the word, has sort of become like Kleenex. You know, you use a Kleenex, but it might be some other brand of, uh, of tissue, right? So Botox is the most commonly known botulinum toxin. It's a chemical. It's the most, you want to hear this, Susan? Mm. It's the most potent (laughs) neurotoxin known to mankind. And in fact, you know, this is something, this is, I'm not going to get a lot of patients uh, talking about this, but I'm going to tell you because it's very interesting. So when we inject units of Botox, you know, Mm -hmm. I may do your forehead and I may inject 20 units in the glabella, the 11 lines, and 20 units in the horizontal lines. You know what a unit is? No. So the way they get a unit it's uh, the amount that's necessary to kill one mouse. Hmm. <laughs> that's so sad. Oh, that's so sad. But that's so that means if you have 40 units in your forehead, you could have killed 
40 mice. Oh, that's so sad. It's so sad. Yes, but uh, anyway, that's it's so it's a biologic unit. Anyway, there's Botox, there's Xeomin, there's Dysport, there's Javu. Those are the four ones that have been out there for a while. Botox, of course, was the first one. And Daxify was the one that was just FDA approved. And it's different than the others because all the others, sounds like a, a Sesame Street thing. What's different about <laughs> this? The rest. Yeah, what is different about this one? Well, what's different is all the others last three to three and a half months, but Daxify lasts six months. And that's pretty well documented with uh, scientific studies. And so we're doing it in the office now. But the problem is, the problem is, well, it is more expensive than others, other products, yes. And uh, because of that, we have to charge more for the, in the office. But the special in the office for this next week, so if you're listening and you're interested in having Botox, you really want to Daxify, but you didn't want to spend 50% more, okay, this week... We are doing Daxify at the cost of Botox. Uh, I want to do this. Yeah. So Daxify, yeah. So we're going to get you in there, Susan. It's okay. And you get the special co-host discount also. Yeah, I'll bet. <laughs> All right. So you got you have to call my office, 732-422-9600 in New Jersey, 212-753-1820 in New York. We've got the Daxify. It's one week only. So actually, you sign up for it this week. And I think you can have the Daxify anytime up to like June 1st or something like that. Uh, but it's Daxify, and it's the same safety profile as Botox. It just lasts longer, which is really good. All right. Uh, we've got Debbie on the line. Debbie, what can I do for you? What's your wrinkle? I have labia folds, you know, by my from my nose to my chin type. What's the best uh, cure for that? Nasal labial folds. You said labial folds? Yeah, well, I got that from you listening to. You say we're okay. saying that. They're nasolabial folds. Okay. There you <laughs> go. Right. I have right. that. You're, okay, you've got nasolabial folds. So you're asking what's the best treatment for those? Correct. How old are you? 68. And at you the bottom, it, my uh, I have full lips, and I'm just born that way. And they kind of droop a little bit. And sometimes I feel like I have wait, like, I, a, I lost your you know, like a sad so, face. Wait, Okay, wait. You said you have full lips. You were born that way. And then what did you say? Sometimes it, I have like a sad face because my it from from those lines it kind of like looks like you're like you know an upside down smile. I got you. Okay, so that's actually the beginning of the marionette line. That's the line that goes from the corner of the mouth down to the chin. And so so the best way to to deal with nasolabial folds. Uh, deep nasal labial folds is with filler, with uh, and the filler that I like to use is a, is called hyaluronic acid. Hyaluronic acid is uh, it's a normal constituent of the skin. Uh, we can't put it on the skin and expect it to get into the skin because it weighs too much, right? So we actually have to inject it. And so products like Restylane or Juvederm or the Revance products, there's all sorts of different companies now that are making these hyaluronic acids. Um, and we use different densities of hyaluronic acid to do different things. So I can fill the fold with pretty dense material because it's got to push up the fold. But if it's a fine wrinkle, I have to use one that's more watery. So think of maple syrup versus honey, for instance. Honey is the thicker material that we're, going, we're not going to actually inject honey, but we're going to inject uh, something like Restylane Define or Restylane Lift or Juvederm. Valure, which sounds like a uh, an opera. Her uh, car. 
<laughs> or a car, that's right. So, uh, so that's what I like to do. We can even use radius, which is the most robust of all the fillers. Uh, the problem with radius is that every now and then we get a lump from radius, and I just don't seem to have those issues with the hyaluronic acid products. So, so that's how I like to do it, and I'll use it also in that marionette line, and I'll use material. I'll let me see your mouth, Susan. Okay, so um, I'm demonstrating. If everyone can look at the radio very mm -hmm. carefully, I'm demonstrating on Susan. I inject right at the corner of the mouth, and I can push up the corner of the mouth with filler. So I like to do it that way. There are some people that make incisions around the mouth to take that, that unhappy smile and make it a happy smile. But the problem with incisions around the lips, no matter how hard you try, they're sort of visible, no matter who the plastic surgeon is. And so you are forever destined to wear makeup around your lips all the time if you have those incisions. So I try to do those things non-invasively. We're not talking about lip lifting procedures, which places the incision between the nose and the lip. That's different. We're talking about procedures that will lift the corner of the mouth. So Debbie, does that answer your question? It does. And how long does this last? And that's a really good question. So the generation of fillers that we're using now this, it's the second generation of the Restylane products, the second generation of the Juvederm products, lasts about a year to f even 15 months. Uh, the first generation was more like 9 to 12 months. But the thing is, that, that means you're going to go back to zero or pretty close to it if you wait that, that length of time. Most of my patients... Uh, I, I, they kind of top off the tank. You know, they come back in somewhere after six months, maybe around nine months or so, because they don't want to let it get to the point where it was before. So you might not need two syringes, let's say, at nine months. Maybe you need one syringe at that point. So you don't want to wait too long. Uh, you know, some people do. Some people come in, they have it just before a wedding, for instance. But a lot of people want to maintain it and look good every day of the year. Right, Susan? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Susan has done it before, right? Mm -hmm. In fact, you were my uh, you were my subject when I taught the residents yeah, at Cornell that, and actually. Columbia. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we had Susan, we had uh, my cousin. Mm -hmm. You know, those are the lucky ones that get it free that day when we're teaching <laughs> the residents how to do it. But uh, I only do that once or twice a year. So, all right. I hope that answers your question, Debbie. Very good. Thank you so much. Okay. Thank you so much for your call. And uh, no, I think there's someone else on the line, right? We have Sue. Sue on the line. Sue, what can I do for you? What's Thank your Thank you, Dr. Perry. I have a question. I love that you're a straight shooter and you talk about the benefits and uh, the negative aspects of different products. I haven't heard you mention anything about the, I only know it by the brand name, uh, but Crepe Erase for crepiness of skin. Is there a product applied topically uh, they can um, uh, reverse this the way they say, the testimonials at least, that crepe erase works. What a great question. That is something that plagues women of a certain age. I had um, someone say to me in a text the other day, am I ever wearing sleeveless dresses again? And we're all plagued by crepey skin. That is a great question. Not you, Susan. Not me, but other people. <laughs> all right. So um, I don't want to talk about specific other products, Okay. So I'm not going to answer about someone else's product. I only talk about my own products, but I talk about ingredients and classes of products. So I can tell you that crepey skin is an issue, and it's, it's kind of a, uh, a, it's a result of thinning of the skin. So after age 30, 
you lose 1% of the collagen of your skin. Collagen is a structural protein of your skin. You lose 1% of the elastic fibers. They're called elastin of your skin. Those are the ones that when you stretch your skin, it kind of goes back. And if you're 50 or 40, it kind of bounces back really quickly. I'm doing... Um, pulling Susan's skin up, and it's very elastic. You have good elasticity to your skin, Susan. But when you're 80, you lift it up on your arm, and it kind of stays there and gradually settles back because you lose the elastin fibers, and you also lose hyaluronic acid. Those are the, uh, that's the chemical that keeps the moisture in your skin. Those are the three uh, big ones where you lose. Uh, you lose 1% per year with every year after age 30. So by the time you get to 60, you've lost about 30% or around a third of the thickness of your skin. So what do we do for that? Well, there are skin care. There are skin products that can reduce crepiness, and one of those is vitamin C. So, But the, the thing is, you're not going to put it on your skin and see a result that day. You're not going to put it on your skin and see a result in a week. So if there's a skin care company that advertises a week, is this the one you're looking at? Are they advertising it in a week or something? Yes, I'll say that you're not going to see results uh, in a week. And again, I'm not asking you to disparage any other product, but I appreciate you telling me how the skin works. Okay, so, so let, let's talk a little bit about the process, Sue. So the process of, of thickening the skin and increasing elastin. So vitamin C in the real form, the form that you get in an orange, not the form that some chemist makes in a, uh, a laboratory somewhere, but the form that your body can use. So it's a very specific form of vitamin C called L-ascorbic acid. That's the, the, the type that works. But it doesn't work in a week, and it doesn't even work in a month. So it takes, the study was uh, done, oh, a good 10 years ago or so, and uh, it showed that crepey skin, if you put 10%, I'm sorry, 5%, L-ascorbic acid, vitamin C on your skin for six months. You have to put it on at night before you go to sleep because it's light sensitive. Put it on every night before you go to sleep. Uh, in six months, you will see a difference. Now, having said that, you'll say, six months? <laughs> That's forever. I mean, who can do that? And you know what? People do it and do see results. And I have uh, my product, which is called Nighttime. Uh, that has 10% L-ascorbic acid in it, and it helps. Can I guarantee that? Of course not. We can't guarantee these things. But I have uh, people on my website, the drperrys.com website, that you can see that the wrinkled skin is improved, and I, have, I think I have three-month uh, pictures. So it takes, uh, it takes a while. Uh, you're not going to see it overnight, uh, but it does work. Now, if you say, I don't have six months, I want to do it sooner, how can we improve crepiness? It depends on where it is. So on your neck, crepey skin, we have to be very careful. We can't laser neck skin. Well, we can do it, but only very, very lightly, not enough to really make a, a substantial difference in neck skin. But we can use Ulthera. Ulthera is high-energy-focused ultrasound, and that will help crepey neck skin. It's scientifically proven. I have many patients, and I can show you pictures in my office of patients that it helps. It doesn't smooth it as if you're 30 years old, but it improves it significantly. And Ulthera can also be used on the arms. Let me see your arms, Susan. Yep, a little crepey skin in your upper arm. And people have even used it on your thighs. Uh, so that's one way to do it. Ulthera... Uh, if it's your face that you're talking about crepey skin, the laser can be used. Uh, and it's the CO2 fractionated laser. One of the brands is called Fraxel. 
I have uh, a fractionated CO2 laser. It's not the Fraxel brand. It's just as good as the Fraxel brand, just like Botox and Xeom and these all are all interchangeable technologies. Okay, Sue, did I answer your question? Yes, you did. Thank you very much. And may I stay on the line so I may benefit from that wonderful cleansing product? Well, yes, you have to. Uh, <laughs> uh, oh, you mean there's an ulterior motive for calling me? Uh, yeah, you can uh, stay on the line. Noah will take your address. But we are going to take a short break right now. We'll be back after these messages. We've got so much to talk about today. We haven't even gotten into our, our biggest bang for your buck procedures in plastic surgery. We haven't talked about all the other things that we're going to. So stay tuned. If you're driving into New York, there's nothing else on the radio. Don't change the station. We'll be back after these words. 800-321-0710 is the phone number. Susan Warner and I want your calls. We'll be back after these words. These last two years have aged us terribly, but masks are coming off and it's time to get back out there. I'm board certified plastic surgeon, Dr. Arthur Perry, and I'm here to help. I smooth forehead wrinkles with Botox and creatively use fillers for wrinkles around the mouth. Filler also plumps shrunken lips and filler smooths the jawline. It makes your chin and cheeks more prominent and along with lasers and Althera even improves upper chest lines and aging hands. And when it's time, I'm a surgeon. I perform short scar, face and neck lifts to help restore your youthful appearance. My offices are in Manhattan on Park and 73rd and in Somerset, New Jersey. Give me a call at 833-PERRY-MD. That's 833-P-E-R-R-Y-M-D. Let's sit down and come up with a plan to get you looking and feeling better. Check me out at www.perryplasticsurgery.com. And don't forget to listen to me every Saturday evening at 6 p.m. right here on WOR. You're listening to What's Your Wrinkle with Dr. Arthur Perry. What's your wrinkle? And we are back. This is board-certified plastic surgeon Dr. Arthur Perry, host of What's Your Wrinkle, and my trusty co-host, cohort, co-host, whatever, whatever you are, is Susan Warner, and she is sitting here. We're broadcasting live from the Hamptons, where do you know what the UV index was today, Susan? Um, it was a little hazy today. Someone told me the haze was from a fire in Canada. Oh, really? Um, yeah. I I'm going to say that. four or five. Uh, yeah, it was like four and a half today. Mm -hmm. uh, yep. And tomorrow, do you know what it's going to be? You don't seven. know. Oh, you snuck a peek. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah, you can look and it's going to be like seven and a half tomorrow and Monday. And that means, ladies and gentlemen, listeners to the show, it's sunscreen time. It is, <laughs> it is very important when the, S, when the UV index gets in the sevens, you really need sunscreen because after 20 minutes, you get sun damage, you get wrinkles, you get immunosuppression, yes. That means your immune system is actually affected. It is, uh, doesn't function as well when you get that much ultraviolet light. In fact, for the first 20 minutes, it revs it up a bit. But then uh, you wind up, um, you know, it deteriorates. And that's why we get skin cancers and things like that. So sunscreen, very important. Zinc oxide is what I preach. My, uh, my daytime has zinc oxide in it. It is the best. It's the most complete sunscreen. It covers both ultraviolet A and ultraviolet B, and it doesn't get absorbed in your body like all those other sunscreens. So uh, we don't have to worry about endocrine disruption and all those fancy words. It's very simple. So when the UV index goes over three, that's when you know you have to put sunscreen on. It is now May. 
and it's sunscreen season and it will be until almost October so check your iPhone every day go to the weather app and if that UV index is over three you want to put sunscreen on and how much did you learn this week what the dose of sunscreen is Susan a bottle cap well wait a minute <laughs> wait a minute Okay, you got that a little confused. What's the total <laughs> amount? <laughs> You're fired as my co No, the total okay. amount. Yeah, she's, she's gone. Now she's going to dinner. Um, what's the total amount that a body needs? Do you know how much the volume of no, sunscreen? No, I don't. One full ounce. Oh. Okay, so if you are going to the beach, you have to put a full ounce of sunscreen on your body. And the bottle cap technique is a way to know how much to put on different parts of your body. So you take a bottle cap from, a, um, let's say, a bottle of Coke or some other Dr. Pepper or Coors Light or something like that, you know, a beer bottle or a soda bottle, and half of a bottle cap is the amount you need. You smear it on your face. That's what you need to put the right amount on your face. For your arms, you remember, Susan? No. I'm putting her on the spot. She didn't listen. I, I preached it all week. One bottle cap for each arm, okay, a full bottle cap. Two bottle caps for each leg. When I say leg, technically that's thigh and leg. Do you know that the leg actually begins at the knee? No, I didn't. And did. the thigh begins at the knee up. So there's the thigh and then there's the leg. Uh, yeah, so you need two bottle caps for each leg, one bottle cap for each arm, and a half a bottle cap for the face. And if you put that on, it will add up to an ounce. And that is the right amount for your body. So it's sunscreen season. All right. All right, Susan, now that you've learned, now there's going to be a test next week, and I'm, I really am going to test you on this. If you want to remain as the co-host, you have to learn this. Okay. All right. Okay. So I trained at the University of Chicago in plastic surgery, and when I finished my residency, you may not know this about me, I did a fellowship in Miami in uh, facial cosmetic surgery with a couple guys named Baker and Gordon. And they were innovators in plastic surgery. They had a, a, a facelift practice. They did two, three facelifts a day. It was amazing. So uh, they were also the inventors of the chemical peel. So Baker and Gordon, doctors Baker and Gordon in Miami, were the ones that really started the non-invasive era in plastic surgery. So in 1962, Tom Baker, did the first chemical peel on his own arm. He used a chemical called phenol. Called acid. <laughs> acid, yeah, it was an acid peel, phenol. Phenol is what's in chloroseptic, but it's in 0.3% concentration in chloroseptic, you know, when you spray it on your throat if you have a sore throat. But in a chemical peel, it's 50%, very high. And there's something called croton oil in there also. So he did the first chemical peel and he liked, he just died. Uh, he liked to show this spot on his arm that he did the very first chemical peel, and the results were so spectacular in decreasing wrinkles of the face that plastic surgeons did not believe Tom Baker when uh, he, uh, told, he published a, uh, a paper on the deep chemical peel. So he brought a patient to one of the plastic surgery meetings. Remember, in 1962, there were only a couple hundred plastic surgeons in the United States. There's now 6,000. Uh, and everyone, everyone looked at this woman and said, wow. And, uh, and they really did. And it really began the era of the deep chemical peel. So I trained with Tom Baker, and I did a lot of deep chemical peels. The problem with the deep chemical peel is it's a two-week recovery. It's extremely effective. 
uh, in getting rid of wrinkles of the face. It lightens the skin. That's one of the uh, uh, we have uh, we have um, <laughs> that that little uh, thing was uh, the dog. Sorry. He's, he's he's sitting here waiting to come over. Winston, the uh, the little Scottish Terrier. Uh, anyway, so Tom Baker uh, did the first phenol chemical peels. I did many of those she in the early two part. two weeks downtime? Two weeks downtime. The chemical peel itself did not hurt at all because phenol anesthetized the face as it did it. But what happened is the recovery was not so much fun because you were really without skin for two mm. weeks. Yeah. But the result was spectacular. And with, there's no surgery. Uh, no surgery. That's a real, that's a conundrum. <laughs> Excuse me, a little cough here. You can tell this is a live show. Uh, it is a conundrum, but it also lightened the skin. The reason I'm talking about it today is that, uh, you know, things recycle in plastic surgery. They recycle, and now there was a paper in actually the journal Dermatologic Surgery on the, the, the Baker Gordon peel, the phenol crotonoil peel, as the preferred way to lighten dark circles under the eye. Oh, that's interesting. Do you have to peel the whole face? No. You just peel the, the uh, lower eyelids. Really? Yep. Because and it blends? Well, we have to do what's called the cosmetic unit. It's got to be done. So the skin of the eyelid is, uh, is one particular color and texture, just like the skin of the nose, yeah. the forehead, the cheeks. So as, we, as long as we stay within what's called the cosmetic unit of the lower eyelid and just peel that eyelid, we can extremely effectively reduce the pigment of the eyelid. So who's it for? If you're African-American, probably not for you. It's probably too dangerous. Uh, if you're Irish, you know, uh, it's called Fitzpatrick level one and two, absolutely. But this study, they did it on Fitzpatrick levels two, uh, rather three and four. And if you look, I'm showing Susan the diagram of uh, who is Fitzpatrick level three and four. It gets to pretty dark uh, olive skin. Um, and it can lighten that skin. Not the light brown and not the dark brown skin. Uh, that's the Fitz Fitzpatrick scale. He was a dermatologist, by the way, in, uh, in San Diego. So, uh, so um, the phenol peel, it is a way to lighten the skin. It was a side effect when it was first introduced. People really didn't want to lighten the skin. Uh, they did just want to get rid of wrinkles. What happens with um, sun exposure? Uh, you have to be very careful after this because this is a peel that kills the melanocytes. So is it in time? So if you had it done in September, could you be in the sun the following summer? With sunscreen. Right. So well, you're after always this peel, wearing sunscreen. Yeah, you can be in, in, in the sun that summer uh, if you do it, uh, you know, let's say this summer, but you have to be very careful. You must use zinc oxide sunscreen. And a hat is your friend. A hat is your friend. So the difference between a laser peel and a phenol peel is the laser doesn't kill the cells that make pigment. The phenol peel Which do you kills prefer? the cell. They're different. The phenol peel is very effective in lightening the skin. It's very but, effective. But as, in wrinkles as well? And wrinkles as well. Uh, again, I, I trained with a guy that invented this peel, but I haven't done one in a few years because, 
Most they weren't people, as popular. Yeah, well, they lost popularity. The laser gained popularity. I can control the depth of the, of the laser. Depth. It's a hard word to say on the radio. Depth. Um, <laughs> she looks at me like, yeah, it's true. It's a hard word to say. So the depth of the peel is very difficult to control. The deep chemical peel kind of goes where it's going to go. The laser I can control. I can do anything from basically a facial with a laser to completely removing your skin and muscle if I really want to. But it does to. not affect the color, the laser? Not as much. It can. It can. And with any of these peels, we can get something called post-inflammatory hyperpigmentation. So if you have melasma, which is the mask of pregnancy, or if you get color of your skin around the uh, forehead and cheeks and nose from birth control pills or... or you know, hormone replacement therapy. You have to be very careful after any of these peels. We have to use something called Triluma, which is a, uh, a drug that has hydroquinone and Retin-A in it. And by the way, since I'm mentioning these drugs, I have to give my disclaimer. When I talk about these conditions on the radio, I'm not your doctor, unless I'm your doctor. But if I'm not your doctor, I'm speaking to educate you and to entertain you, but you can't take what I say and change your medical treatment because I'm the radio doctor here, right? Gotcha. So that's the legal disclaimer when I talk about these things. Ask your own dermatologist, ask your own plastic surgeon, ask your own family doctor. Uh, don't rely on exactly what I'm saying. And on that note, we're going to take a short break, Susan. 800-321-0710 is the phone number here at WOR. 800-321-0710. One more break. We've got more to talk about, so stay tuned. What do you want from your skincare? I know what you want. You want products that actually do what they're supposed to do. And you want skincare that's simple to use. You want skincare that's non-toxic. I'm plastic surgeon Dr. Arthur Perry, and I've created exactly that. Great skincare with effective ingredients, inexpensive, and easy to use. And to look great, you only need four products. I've got daytime SPF 20 skin protector. That's your foundation. I've got a moisturizer and a nighttime serum that contains vitamin C and A, fruit acid, antioxidants and skin brighteners and once you've used my clean time soap well you're never going to be able to go back to the cleansers that have been harming your skin for years i want everyone to try my products so for a limited time i'm giving wor listeners 20 percent off go to drperrys.com that's d-r-p-e-r-r-y-s.com or give us a call at 844 dr perry use the wor21 code for the discount to learn more listen every saturday evening at 6 p.m right here on W-O-R. These last two years have aged us terribly, but masks are coming off and it's time to get back out there. I'm board-certified plastic surgeon Dr. Arthur Perry, and I'm here to help. I smooth forehead wrinkles with Botox and creatively use fillers for wrinkles around the mouth. Filler also plumps shrunken lips, and filler smooths the jawline. It makes your chin and cheeks more prominent, and along with lasers and Ulthera, even improves upper chest lines and aging hands. And when it's time... I'm a surgeon. I perform short scar, face, and neck lifts to help restore your youthful appearance. My offices are in Manhattan on Park and 73rd and in Somerset, New Jersey. Give me a call at 833-PERRY-MD. That's 833-P-E-R-R-Y-M-D. Let's sit down and come up with a plan to get you looking and feeling better. Check me out at www.periplasticsurgery.com. And don't forget to listen to me every Saturday evening at 6 p.m. right here on WOR. You're listening to What's Your Wrinkle with Dr. Arthur Perry. What's your wrinkle? And we are back. 
back in the Hamptons with uh, Susan Warner as my co-host. I'm board-certified plastic surgeon Dr. Arthur Perry, and this is What's Your Wrinkle? A, a very busy What's Your Wrinkle. We have so many topics to talk about. We're probably not going to get to everything today. So, Susan, you're going to have to come back one more week uh. next week. Oh, yeah, she likes going to those restaurants. But, uh, no, you're going to have to sit here 6 to 7 o'clock every Saturday night because you are the best co-host I've had since Mike Roizen. <laughs> Am I the only? Uh, yes, yeah. you're the only co-host I've had, had since Mike Roizen. Mm -hmm. But, uh, you know, Mike and I did it for, what, six years on these uh, airwaves, and every now and then he comes back as a guest. And we're going to have him in a couple weeks. I talked to him on the phone last week. He's the smartest guy I know. All right, so, uh, Noah, I understand Sandra's on the line. Sandra, what can I do for you? What's your wrinkle? I wanted to ask you, because you are conservative and you have views similar to my husband, um, some, some friends that I know had major stuff done, and they did it in the office of the plastic surgeon. My husband feels it's safer in the hospital. So I said to myself, I'm going to ask Dr. Perry, because he's going to, I wanted to know your opinion. Is it safe to do it in an office setting, or do you prefer it in the hospital? Okay. That's a great question. That is something that I think a lot of patients really wrestle with. Okay, so I'm going to give you an answer that a lot of my colleagues won't appreciate. All right, so here's the deal. So uh, I'm. This is a a topic that is uh, is I'm very familiar with because I actually wrote the regulations for the state of New Jersey for in-office operating rooms. And they became regulations in New Jersey that were followed all over the country. And I spent years on these. I was on the board of medical examiners for the state of New Jersey. So I tried to make office surgery safer. Okay, so I operated in my office, had an operating room, a single doctor operating room from 1992. I closed it, I don't know, about five years ago. It was just before COVID. Uh, and, um, and I never had a major incident in the office. I never had a, a big problem. Um, I was accredited by the American Association of Ambulatory Surgical Facilities. I was the only surgeon operating there. I only had board-certified anesthesiologists. They were the faculty at Robert Wood Johnson University Hospital, Robert Wood Johnson Medical School. So they were the best of the best in New Jersey. Um, I had it uh, certified by Medicare. So all the bells and whistles. One of the reasons I closed the operating room is because I decided that I personally would not be operated on in a single doctor operating room facility. I wouldn't do it. I, uh, surgery centers are fine, and we're, we're opening one in Manhattan. We have three operating rooms. We're going to have three anesthesiologists there, a bunch of surgeons, a bunch of nurses. I always think of what if, what if something happens in the, uh, in the operating room? And again, you know, the surgeons out there, my colleagues who are plastic surgeons that have single operating rooms, they're going to tell you, I've done this for 30 years, never had an incident. That's great. But the truth is, you know, what if something happens and you've got one doctor and one anesthesiologist and two nurses? You know, I don't know. It's just I think it's safer in a surgery center. Um, 
a hospital is overkill, and a hospital hospitals are just not designed anymore for outpatient cosmetic surgery, and most of them really don't want it. They don't want you to have it there. I operate at Manhattan Eye and Ear, and they are one of the few in the United States that wants to do cosmetic surgery in the hospital. It's mostly outpatient surgery. You come and go the same day. So safe in the hospital, yes. Safer in a surgery center. Um, and, you know, probably safe in a doctor's office, but it depends. So you're kind of at the mercy of the anesthesiologist. You have to know that the anesthesiologist is a board-certified anesthesiologist. Um, you know, uh, there are nurse anesthetists that work in offices. You know, and I feel that, you know, I personally want an anesthesiologist as opposed to a nurse anesthetist. And again, I'm not, I don't make friends when I speak this way because all the nurse anesthetists listening to me are gonna say, are you kidding me? Uh, you know, I'm capable of doing it. But th the truth is, a board-certified anesthesiologist has had four years of medical school and four years of residency and often a specialty within anesthesia. And, you know, a nurse anesthetist went to nursing school and then uh, did nurse anesthetist school in a couple of years, and it's just not the same education. And, uh, you know, 99% of the time, everything goes perfectly smoothly in the operating room, and there's no issues. And, but that 1% of the time that something goes awry, whether it's your blood pressure or your EKG is a little funny or you begin to not oxygenate or properly, you know, that's where you want the smartest people with you, uh, you know, and that's the way it is. So I like board-certified anesthesiologists. At Tribeca, uh, which is now actually we're calling it the Greenwich Street Surgery Center, not Tribeca anymore. It's near Tribeca, so it's actually on Greenwich Street. Opening July 1, by the way, Susan, July 1. Oh, that's exciting. Yeah, very exciting. We have the board-certified anesthesiologists from Montefiore Hospital. They're faculty members at, at, at Montefiore and at Einstein Medical School. That's who's going to do, provide the anesthesia for us. And it's just as important for you, Sandra, to have a really good anesthesiologist as it is to have a really good surgeon. And it's equally as important to have the facility accredited. So we're having the what's called the Quad A accredit us. They come in. There's an independent examiner. They go through everything from our medicines that we use to our machinery to personnel to, I mean, just everything. And they make sure that our standards are are good enough so that if there is some sort of a problem, then uh, we're capable of handling it. So, so that's the story. Does that answer your question, Sandra? Yes. Yeah, so you're saying surgery center is the best, less than the hospital. You know, the hospital not so great either, and in the office not so great. The surgery. Well, the center hospital is the fine. The hospital is fine. Um, you know, it's safe. Uh, but, you know, they're kind of clunky. You know, that means, uh, you know, a surgery center, we might ask you to come in an hour beforehand, for instance, and you go to a person and give your information, and then all of a sudden you're in the preoperative area. You know what happens in a hospital. I mean, I've been in a hospital since, uh, you know, I was a medical student in the 1970s, and uh, I can tell you, you know, you go, they ask you to come hours in advance, you go to the admitting office, you know, it, it's a whole rigmarole, then they bring you downstairs, to the preoperative it's just not streamlined for cosmetic surgery, you know, the hospitals. They just aren't. Again, Manhattan Eye and Ear is an exception because it is uh, one of the highest plastic surgery uh, performing hospitals in the world. So, 
you know, they're used to that there as opposed to, um, you know, I mean, I, I operate at Robert Wood Johnson, but I know that it's kind of a rigmarole to, I did a tummy tuck there a couple of weeks ago as an inpatient, uh, and it's a big deal when you go. And I don't think it's necessary uh, as long as you have the safety protocols in place and the personnel in place uh, in a, uh, a more than one operating room surgery center. So what is the, uh, when you have more than one operating room, what it does is it gives you redundancy of people. And it's, uh, you know, if, if something happens, you know, we, we have three anesthesiologists that are going to be there. We have three surgeons, you know, they're going to be uh, doing other procedures, but then they can come over and give a hand. And we've got, you know, six nurses, eight nurses, 10 nurses, whatever it is that particular day. So it's the number of people there if there is an issue. And that's what I think about all the time. So we want to keep it as safe as possible. You know, in the world of cosmetic surgery, I used this term a couple weeks ago. Uh, people have entertainmentized cosmetic surgery. They've made it seem like spa procedures, and it's not. This is real surgery on real people with real potential issues, and we can't forget that. All right? All right, Sandra? Thank you. Thank you so much. You're very welcome. Thanks for calling. All right, I'm board-certified plastic surgeon Dr. Arthur Perry. Susan, I promised, I promised to talk about the biggest bang for your buck procedures in cosmetic surgery, and we've only got about four minutes left, so we can probably start talking about it, but we might not be able to get to all, all of them. But what do you think? You know, you're a keen observer. We've discussed the chin implant. The chin implant, but you know... That that did make my list this year, but as number five. Ah. Yeah. Do you know what? We talked about this also. The number one biggest bang for your buck. And when I talk about that, I talk about the procedure that makes the biggest difference in your appearance for the least amount of money. Now, we talked about Lipo? it today. Mm, it's not obvious, but remember you were talking about the cleanup procedures? Yes, yes. Yeah. yeah. So when Oh, I didn't know they qualified. Oh, yeah, it qualifies. I didn't you know, know we saw someone last night. Uh, we were at the American Cancer Society event with uh, Michael Nissenblatt in New Jersey. What an interesting doctor. Yeah, he's an amazing guy. He's a on renaissance the show. man. He really is. So uh, it was the American Cancer Society Gala. They raised, by the way, $520,000 last night. Thank you all, those of you who listened to the show and bought tickets and, and went. Thank you. Uh, but we saw someone last night who had uh, all these seborrheic keratoses on his scalp and on his face and moles and you know a session with me an hour an hour and 15 minutes maybe an hour and a half i can clean up all i think those we talked things. about this a couple of weeks ago i don't understand why men aren't more concerned about it they're vain about their hair and their dress and their their shaving and yet they let all these spots occur well, on there their are face women that also do more so though you look I think at you the could men. do I a whole at... <laughs> clinic on men's cleanup that, that's right so biggest bang for your buck procedure in all of cosmetic surgery is not cosmetic surgery at all but it absolutely can help you look so much better so much better those skin tags and warts and it's not pretty and moles and it's a veritable zoo that can grow <laughs> it's a zoo <laughs> sunspots there's just oh all these things going God, on absolutely come on in and get cleaned up you'll be surprised and those things are you drive yourself to the office we numb it up 
We numb those areas up, shave them off. Zap them off. Zap them, freeze them, laser them, excise, whatever. There could be some scars that we either fill or, uh, you know, those are the things that it, they make such a big difference. So that's number one. All right, number two. Number two. Take a wild guess. I thought it was liposuction. It is liposuction, but of the neck and jowls because you can cover your body with clothes you know these little tents that you <laughs> oh she's giving me a look okay i've crossed the line you can cover your body but you can't cover your jowls and you can't cover your neck and i can in one hour under either local anesthesia oh she's she's pointing to my neck thank you uh i can uh, i can suction my record is eight ounces of fat out of the Oof. neck yeah and uh, we can brutal. do it under local we can do it under local with sedation i'd rather not do it under general anesthesia but we're going to have to get to the other three bang for your buck procedures in cosmetic surgery next week because we are out of time, Susan. Thank you for listening. Thank you for being the best co-host this week, Susan. Uh, you my fun <laughs> this week. That's a short you, list. You were really terrific. Thank you. My phone number in uh, New York is 212-753-1820. I'm at 73rd and Park, and we're also in Somerset, New Jersey. Everyone should do their Daxify and their Do the Daxify products. special. Give us a call. And products. And you'll get in there, and uh, we'll take good care of you. And thank you so much for listening. Noah, great engineering. And don't forget the website periplasticsurgery.com and check me out we're doing some of these instagram posts now so check me out on instagram we're trying to what's grow your, what's your instagram? it's dr arthur perry on instagram all right susan follow thanks so much too. follow susan what's your uh thingo susan s warner there it is